You're listening to The Human Upgrade with Dave Asprey. Formerly Bulletproof Radio. You're listening to The Human Upgrade with Dave Asprey. Today's episode is an Upgrade Spotlight edition, and that means that we bring someone in on the show who has created something interesting. I want you to hear from the creators, hear from the founders, and the people who do the actual work so that you can judge for yourself what works, what doesn't work. I bring on experts who maybe could save you some time, increase your energy, or improve your performance, all in the areas of biohacking or personal development. And there's too many knockoffs these days. People go out there and and they say, oh, I I heard about something, I saw something new, so I will just make my own version of it that's cheaper and crappier and doesn't work. And I've seen this throughout the course of my time with Bulletproof and with some of my other companies where the race to the bottom isn't what you are here for. I want you to race to the finish line in a race you didn't think you could even compete in and do it effortlessly while having a good time. And that's gonna take a little bit of work and some technology. And part of it is find out who's making what and why and how, and then work on that. Our guest today is Dr. Miles Spar, who's an MD. He's a leader in personalized performance medicine, and he's a author, teacher, researcher, a TEDx speaker, and he advises the NBA players. And because he's a masochist, He's also an Ironman athlete. Uh, did I get all that right? Dr. Miles, Dr. Spar, what should I call you? Miles? Uh, you can call me Miles, absolutely. Yep, all that's right. I wouldn't call it masochism. I would call it everybody has to have a goal where they push their edge. And for me, I just kept increasing the distances of triathlons till I found one that would just almost kill me. So you only did it once or do you do these like all the time? Not all the time. I've done two full Ironman. I do a lot of the half Ironman races. Um, yeah, you know, it's hormesis. It's you got to push the edge. That's a good excuse. There are other ways to feel pain, like just sitting in an ice bath or something. True. Mm-hmm. See that? I can't deal with. See there. You I go. just and did I that can... this morning. That's funny. <laughs> and it's great. And there are great benefits. And the science is there. And it's so painful for me. So we each have our, our thing that we have to try and it, get done. Th- there's great evidence that doing something that that doesn't feel good every day, even just for a minute or two, has a lot of good effects on dopamine signaling. I've been doing the cold plunge thing with my 13-year-old son. Nice. Um, and we've been doing it every morning. And the idea is it makes everything else in the day suck less. <laughs> That's true. That's right? a good way and It's it. kind of the same with an Ironman. Although Ironman might be, you know, you might, your knees might regret it later. But, you know, when you've completed an Ironman, you're like, man, nothing sucked as much as your mile 99 or whatever the heck it was. Right, right, right. I full respect for for doing it. I I don't know that I want to do that to my body, but also the discipline. It's a real thing. Yeah, yeah. It's a goal. It's all about having a goal that you're training toward. You know, I need that thing to chase after and and scratch off my list. All right. We're going to talk about nitric oxide and Baskinox, which is a product uh, that you make for 24-hour nitric oxide coverage. But since we're talking about Ironmans, is there a correlation between nitric oxide and endurance athletics? 
Absolutely. You know, and it's funny because even before I found out about Calroy and what they were doing with this product, I would take nitric oxide products and have my patients that I was helping to train for endurance races take nitric oxide products because we know they're really important for vascular health. A lot of your listeners might take beetroot related type products for that same purpose because nitric oxide is essential for vasodilation. It does a lot more as well. It's actually like a signaling molecule, almost like a neurotransmitter, what we call a gasotransmitter. But in terms of endurance training, it's really important to provide blood flow. And obviously you want blood flow both during the race to help promote your ability to increase your VO2 max and really get blood flowing to your lungs and to and your heart, but also for recovery, really important, especially after a long race like an Ironman. But previously, all the nitric oxide products would work for a very short period of time. So I literally, literally on a race would have little Ziplocs with tons of these little nitric oxide products and every hour and imagine on a 56 mile bike ride, there are a lot of hours in there because I'm not the fastest cyclist. So you're constantly popping these little capsules and your fingers are sticky from the goo and you're trying to grab a capsule as opposed to now having available through Vasconox products that can last mm. up to 24 hours. It's a huge advantage. Okay. So it's a longer acting form. Let's talk about what nitric oxide is. I know I've been talking about it geez, at least for eight or nine years on the show as a signaling molecule. But for newer listeners, just walk through, what is nitric oxide? What's its role in the body? Sure. So it has a lot of roles. Like I said, it's a neurotransmitter. But the main role we're talking about here is vascular health. So even to take one step back, obviously vascular health is hugely important, not only because we think of it as cardiovascular disease as the number one killer of both men and women, but also just to deliver all these biohacking instruments and substances and anything you're doing for biohacking to get where it will have its effect on your body, it needs to go through the bloodstream and it goes through your bloodstream in your blood vessels. So nitric oxide is really important in helping those blood vessels stay healthy. One way is through making sure they're dilated enough to deliver blood, but nitric oxide also helps protect the health of the blood vessels and helps the blood vessels produce other substances, which we can get into like superoxide dismutase. So it's actually an important antioxidant because we know mm -hmm. vascular health is dependent on not being damaged by oxidative damage. Um, and it even also helps the brain, helps the immune system, so it has a lot of functions. But especially with regard to vascular health, it's key to keeping the blood vessels healthy and keeping them open and dilated enough for blood to flow. See the movies like from the 70s, if uh, people have ever watched one of those, you see like, like the, the guy's like, oh, my heart. And then he has to take his little bottle of nitroglycerin tablets. And if it's a really good movie, then they take all of them and they make them blow up because nitroglycerin yeah. <laughs> explodes. But uh, this is something we've known about for a while. That's why nitroglycerin works, right? Exactly. Yep. It dilates that blood vessel. In those moments when someone's having chest pain or angina, it's because they're not getting enough blood flow. But just like you do a stress test with the cardiologist to see when your heart is pumping hard, is it getting enough blood flow when its demand is higher because mm -hmm. it's working hard? So your body needs to be able to dilate those blood vessels to bring more blood flow to your heart when your heart's working harder. The way right. it does that is by producing more nitric oxide. Okay, I get that. And does that mean that if people are having that lack of blood flow, the heart thing, that modern supplements will do the same thing that nitroglycerin was before? Not exactly. First of all, okay. nitroglycerin is going to work a little differently. And also nitric oxide supplements aren't going to be around as often. Most of them 
when you need it. That's why this product, the Vestinox, helps keep it in your system longer. So it makes it less likely that you have a problem with blood flow because you're keeping your blood vessels healthier and open more. Now, okay. if you certainly are having chest pain or having an issue, you still need to do what your doctor says for you to do and talk to them about having nitroglycerin available. So this is not a replacement for any. Well, wait, like so there's some conflict of interest here. I mean, you're a doctor and you're saying, well, do what your doctor tells you to do. But I mean, a lot of doctors are telling us to take, you know, statins and, you know, do all sorts of weird procedures that maybe aren't medically necessary at this point. So shouldn't you like work with your doctor and consider what your doctor tells you to do and then get a second opinion if it sounds like it's crazy? Absolutely. Absolutely. My point was don't take this instead <laughs> of some prescription. Yeah. I don't want to get in trouble with the FDA or anybody else. Throw away your prescriptions and take this instead. Yeah, exactly. You, I, I understand. And it's funny. I actually went to chat GPT-4 and it's read all of my books and all thousands of my blog posts and listen to all my podcasts and all. And I said, so what would Dave Asprey say about this? Right. And it you asked out, it that? before you do any health thing, talk to your doctor first and then some stuff, which was 70% accurate and some stuff I would never recommend. And then at the end it says, make sure you talk to your doctor. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure I didn't say that. Right. Right. Because I do think you should talk to your doctor as a part of your healing team, but you Absolutely. lead the team and your doctor yes. helps support you. Right. Yes. Does it just you off when patients do that or? No, I want patients to do that. And I tell patients to do that. If your doctor isn't comfortable with you being the CEO and they're just one of your advisors, then get a new doctor. Absolutely. No, you are the CEO of your health. I mean, that sounds so cliche, but it's really true. And you should have your doctor. The other thing that pisses me off is when the doctor doesn't talk to your other care practitioners. They should be all talking together, working toward whatever your goal is, not making you translate among them. Exactly. And I, by the way, this also, this applies to chronic disease management and performance medicine. If you're in an ambulance, you probably should do what they say. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Don't say, no, I'm taking my supplement. Don't give me the nitroglycerin. Take the friggin' nitroglycerin. If you're having chest pain, it could be a spray under the tongue. It could be a pill under the tongue. Do what they say. Yeah, that's a fair point. I am guilty of not doing that. We have time for a little story. I, um, years ago, as I was starting to understand biohacking and I was doing anti-aging stuff, but I was still working in tech and I flew to China and I gave a speech and I, and I was there for 16 hours and then I flew to Florida and then I was there for, you know, 18 hours. And then I woke up for a 6 a.m. flight out of Florida. And so I was severely sleep deprived and probably dehydrated and there was a long line. So I didn't get to make, or even to buy coffee. And I didn't get to buy a bottle of water before I got on the airplane. I, I got on the airplane and I was like, okay, the flight took off and we we're flying. And I went to go to the bathroom and I woke up in like this most glorious rested state. And there's someone shaking me awake. I passed out on the floor by the bathroom. I literally, oh, I don't God. have any recollection of it. And this one of those, is there a doctor on the plane sort of things? Uh, and I, I came to and they're like, here, have some orange juice. I'm like, I'm keto. I'm not having your fucking orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, I'm sick. <laughs> In reality, though, it wasn't low blood sugar. I have had low blood pressure for a while. Mm -hmm. I was so dehydrated and my adrenals were so tweaked just from all this time zone and just lack of sleep that I couldn't make enough cortisol. 
in order to keep my blood pressure high when I didn't have enough water in my blood. And so low blood pressure feels terrible. Yeah. Uh, and that's what that was. But had I taken nitric oxide, nitric oxide lowers blood pressure even more, right? Right, right. So that would not have been the solution. <laughs> right, exactly. That's why you do what the EMT says, but orange juice yeah. wasn't the solution and I knew it even though I was groggy. Right. I was like, give but, me water, give me salt. That's what yes. I needed. It's true. Yeah, that's what we're trained is try the OJ. If they're having chest pain, try the nitro. But yeah, we should start to think about the salt more often for sure. Yeah. Yeah, uh, salt is good, If but it takes a while to take action. Yeah. So... Um, and, and for the record, uh, I was fine and, uh, no one had to give me mouth to mouth or anything like that. Uh, and when we landed, I was completely normal and they wanted to take me off in a stretcher. I'm like, I can walk guys. Like it's okay. But that was odd. I'm just glad I didn't have an Ariana Huffington moment where she had something similar happen, but like fell down and hit her head and like oh, really injured herself. Yeah. Um, we talked about that from sleep deprivation. So guys, you should get some sleep. And if you don't sleep, maybe you should take some hydrocortisone and that'll help. And hydrate <laughs> with electrolytes. Yeah, exactly. Let's talk about nitric oxide yes. and aging, because you're interested in anti-aging. I've written a major book. I'm planning to live to at least 180 years old. And it turns out nitric oxide affects several of the mechanisms of aging that are in the book. So talk to me about the big three anti-aging things nitric oxide does for you. Big three. I'm not sure what you had in mind specifically, but I could... I'll, I'll tell you from my research, we've got telomere shortening, mitochondrial function, and stem cell function. So beyond vascular health, yeah, nitric oxide has a big role to play in longevity. It affects telomeres, it affects mitochondrial function. The other thing that I'm really interested in about nitric oxide is there are many ways to produce it. What we're talking about mostly around vascular health is endothelial nitric oxide synthase, but there's another form of nitric oxide that gets produced when you have infections and inflammation. And we know a lot of aging relates to inflammation. Um, one way nitric oxide plays into that is the more inflammation you have, the more your body is skewing toward this form of inflammation-oriented nitric oxide synthesis, synthase. And then there's less nitric oxide synthase available from the endothelial-produced kind. And you have less nitric oxide available for vascular health. So that may even be one way that inflammation affects vascular health because you have less active nitric oxide to affect endothelial function when you have a lot of inflammation in the body. It's all being so, skewed toward this other NOS nitric oxide synthase form. Well, so there, there's three kinds of nitric oxide in the body, right? There's right. endothelial, which is the good guy. There's inducible or INOS, which is the bad guy for inflammation. Exactly. And then there's NOS, which is the neurological NOS, which right. I think is a good guy. Is, is that, that's one you want, right? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. It's good for brain function for sure. And if we're walking around in an inflamed state, like I have been in for much of my life before I, I got all this stuff under control, then you end up with the inducible NOS. And some of this is genetic, right? Like right. you might have NOS1, NOS2, NOS3 genes that would give you a more likelihood of having inflammation from nitric oxide versus having healthy blood vessels from nitric oxide. Am, am I interpreting yep. that all right? That's correct. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yep. It's always good to do genetic testing to see where you're at and what you need to work on the most. But yeah, that's certainly one of them. But you can have overactive inducible nitric oxide, to your point, synthase, and therefore less nitric oxide synthase happening in the endothelium where you really want it to keep that not only vascular health healthy, but the amount of superoxide dismutase being produced to keep antioxidative 
work happening to decrease aging and decrease the impact of aging. So SOD, which is the mitochondrial antioxidant that your body manufactures in response to inducible NOS would be a counterbalance to that. And it also, I think, makes SOD to protect you from excessive amounts of ENOS, even if that happened, right? Right, exactly. Okay. So then what what it sounds like is you want to have healthy nitric oxide production of the right type, right? And then you want to have healthy antioxidant production so that should there be too much nitric oxide to the point it becomes peroxynitrite, that you immediately quench that free radical and then you end up having a very healthy body. So it's kind of a cool system that we're hacking right there, right? It is. And the other part of this that's interesting about this product, Vasconox, is it takes advantage of a synergistic molecule called hydrogen sulfide, which actually has a lot of role to play with nitric oxide because nitric oxide itself is very, very short acting. It just stays in the body for seconds. So that's why it's hard to keep the level of healthy nitric oxide up for a long period of time unless you work to keep it around longer. And the, the way nitric oxide is stored is in something called nitrosothiols. So hydrogen sulfide helps nitric oxide get released from those nitrosothiols and helps have more steady production of healthy nitric oxide. The other really interesting thing about hydrogen sulfide is regarding vascular health. So nitric oxide, we also think of as helping with blood vessels dilation in sexual and erectile tissue and helping sexual function, right? That's because nitric oxide helps produce cyclic GMP, which I think you've talked about on this show before. Mm -hmm. But that gets degraded by PD5, right? That's why we think of like the PD5 inhibitors like Viagra and Cialis. Well, hydrogen sulfide acts like a PD5 inhibitor. So while it helps release nitric oxide from nitrosothiols, so that helps with dilation. But then that nitric oxide is helping produce cyclic GMP, which would get degraded, but for hydrogen sulfide coming in and acting almost like a Viagra, acting as an inhibitor of that PD5 enzyme. So it helps more nitric oxide get released and it helps the effect last longer of that nitric oxide on the vasodilation. That is fascinating. And you've explained a mystery to me that I haven't thought about in a while. So hydrogen sulfide is a really nasty, rotten egg smelling gas, and it's highly poisonous. It acts like uh, cyanide in the body. It, It inhibits mitochondrial respiration. So your body stops like energy at higher doses, right? And depends on where it is, right? And in the gut, people think of like SIBO, not good. You don't want a lot of hydrogen sulfide in your upper intestines. You'll feel like crap and you'll have- Plus cyanide. all your friends will want to sit in a car with you, right? That's, exactly. That's pretty right. potent rotten egg stuff. Okay. Right. But uh, it has a lot of really important functions in the body also. No kidding. So now we've got this interesting conversation where with Thaskinox, you're providing something for nitric oxide. We'll talk about what that ingredient is, but you're also providing something for hydrogen sulfide in a good way that isn't going to give me rotten egg farts. Exactly. Hopefully not. Right. (laughs) Okay. You're taking another form. And your body, like I said, it's not just the rotten egg farts from H2S, Mm -hmm. hydrogen sulfide. It it actually is an anti-inflammatory. It's also what we call a gastrotransmitter like nitric oxide, like a neurotransmitter. It has effects in the brain, has effects all over the body. It actually increases NERF2, which is a really important anti-inflammatory molecule. There's even thought to be some of the mechanisms of caloric restriction can come through increasing endogenous production of hydrogen sulfide. So yeah, it's part of the story is understanding 
most things, like most things, it's not all bad. Like most things in the body, you know, you talk about mTOR, it's not all bad, not all good. You don't always want high mTOR, you want it going up and down. Same thing with things like hydrogen sulfide. Most things in the body, you want the right amount, not too much, and you want it in the right place. If I take Vasconox every day, is that the right amount of hydrogen sulfide and nitric oxide? Yeah, because you're not taking hydrogen sulfide or nitric oxide. You're actually taking natural products that work with the body's own production. So it's kind of like taking something that helps release the right amount versus taking the thing itself that is exogenously just overtaking the body's own natural mechanisms to control its production. So you're basically signaling. It's a signaling molecule that you're giving the body to create the right milieu to produce the optimal amount of both nitric oxide and hydrogen sulfide. And I should have mentioned this at the start of the show, but a lot of listeners know about arterosil, which is a really well clinically studied compound. I've been taking it for, I think, seven years now that protects the, it's called the glycocalyx, the lining of the arteries. It's, it's the supplement with the most studies for that. And that's an area where I have probably a higher level of risk than some people, just given my, my history and my genetics. So I know that arteriosil works because there's just tons of studies on it. And about six months ago, you guys released this new product. And uh, the right. idea here is they're both vascular-oriented protectors. Exactly. Yeah, yeah the arteriosil is really important in that endothelial glycocalyx and keeping that healthy it's relatively newly discovered. That's such an important part of our blood vessels. But blood vessels, as I know your listeners know, aren't just a bunch of hollow tubes. They're actually very active in being semi-permeable membranes, deciding what goes in, what stays out, and in affecting things like SOD production and affecting your immune system function. And so keeping that lining healthy is essential. So arteriosil comes from a rare seaweed called monostromaninidum, and it's a substance in there called ramnin sulfate that actually helps keep up the resilience of this hairy-like lining called endothelial glycocalyx of all of your blood vessels. So if you're on a, either if you're at high risk, which I am, or if you're on an aggressive anti-aging regimen, which I also am, then you would consider taking arteriosil um, and Vasconox uh, together. And sometimes people are saying, well, Dave, how many supplements do you take? I just posted a picture a couple of days ago and I counted, I don't know my count, and I had 84 capsules in my, in my morning. And yes, your products were in that stack of, of things. Nice. And, and some people are like, well, you should get your supplements from food or whatever. I'm like, yeah, you should get all of your toxins from other nature too, right? And you should right. be outdoors in sunlight, barefoot, wandering on the beach all day long. So Maybe that lined up, except for even then, people weren't longer lived than Mother Nature wanted. So I don't think that argument holds weight. And then some people say it's expensive. And it's actually much less expensive than going to the hospital one time by ambulance. Literally, that can cost you $80,000. Yeah. And so, like, I look at my supplement bill as part of my health insurance. And that's just yep. how I see it. And I still need health insurance if I get in a car accident or something. But if I do end up having some chronic thing, which probably will happen at some point in the next hundred plus years, 
I'm still going to be 10 times more resilient and I'll drive myself to the hospital. Thank you very much. So if you're playing the odds, I think it's worth investing in the areas where you either have the biggest goals or, and get the most benefits or we have the highest risk. And I do know that I have the same genes that you'll find actually most commonly in Western Africa that mean that if you're like trying to figure out what's the most likely disease that's going to take you out based on your genetics, totally ignoring RNA and your lifestyle and all that kind of stuff. Well, for me, it's probably cardiovascular. So I watch those variables more and I overemphasize my supplements there, which is why Arturosol has been in my stack since I found out about it at the American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine many years ago. And you guys just came out with Vasconox. I'm like, you know, I think that's a good one for me. But if you're listening to the show, you may say, you know, cardiovascular is not something you're worried about yet because um, we have more listeners than 25 to 35 than anywhere else. Mm -hmm. And you're like, you know, I'm building my career. I don't want to do this. You actually might want to try one of these. Maybe it's Vasconox because, well, that thing we talked about with PDE, that's mm -hmm. uh, Viagra, and you might find that your dating life improves. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> exactly. I, I would also say, and if you're taking a bunch of other supplements, the only way, like I was saying before, that they will get to where they need to work is through your vascular system. So, you know, to me, the basis should be, let's keep that highway running smooth and as wide open as possible to get everything else you're taking delivered to where they need to do their job. All right. How much research have you studied? This is a new, or have you published? This is a new product. Um, it's, right. it's only been on the market for like six or seven months. And that I really trust Arturosil because, it, I don't know, is it a dozen plus studies? Like it, it's very well studied. Yeah. So Vasconox, what kind of research did you do so that you know it works? Well, I'd recommend listeners go to the Calroy Health Sciences website to see there are definitely some studies published. There will be many more coming. There have been some exciting kind of pilot studies looking actually at its efficacy in athletes, for example, even beyond just the scientific studies that you would see on that website. So there will be more to come on that. There were some small pre-pilot studies looking at impact on VO2 max and impact on power over heart rate, which is like your functional threshold power. So some really exciting studies to come. But in terms of the hardcore science of how the ingredients of Vasconox work to improve nitric oxide and that whole hydrogen sulfide story, there's a lot of science behind the basis on how Vasconox does its job of increasing nitric oxide up to 24 hours. Okay. So I like it. There's a bunch of, a bunch of resources there for, for you. And if you're listening, go, I don't want to read all the resources. You could just try it and see if you wake up with a kickstand or your, <laughs> your athletic performance works better, things like that. Because I've been hearing from more and more men in their 20s and 30s who I think probably because of endocrine disrupting and testosterone declines who are actually experiencing ED. I just did a, an episode that's about to come out where I talk about that and they're reaching out sometimes on DMs, just saying like, what do I do about this? This is crazy. Like that's not supposed to happen until you're 60. And I think nitric oxide's a major part of that. Absolutely. And also, like I said, athletic performance, I notice the difference. I know my patients do just in terms of going a little bit faster, having a heart rate not go quite up as high to achieve the same power. That's actually a very noticeable difference. And recovery. Recovery is huge. We've only 
I think like in the last 10 years started realizing, oh, you can't just work out hard every day. You actually aren't going to make the gains and you're going to hurt yourself. So that recovery is essential to actually achieve the gains you're working toward. And for the recovery to really be optimized, you need the blood flow. So nitric oxide, you, would, you will notice a difference in that as well. If you've had a chance to read Smarter Not Harder, which is uh, my last book on biohacking, uh, I talk about a bunch of ways to get more exercise in less time, like how to increase the load more quickly so that you can increase the speed of recovery more quickly because the speed of recovery is actually one of the things that drives how much you get gains of muscle right. or, or endurance. It's not how much work you did. It was how fast you did some work and then how fast you stopped doing it. Yeah. Uh, so it's like slope of the curve instead of area under the curve if you're a math nerd and you can draw that graph in your head. <laughs> exactly. And even doing like high intensity interval training, it depends on that, right? On ability to get your heart rate to recover quickly. And some of these pre-pilot studies have shown Vasconox can actually help with that again, because you're having more blood flow. So your heart doesn't have to pump as hard to get as much yeah. blood circulated. It actually showed a faster decline in heart rate after a high intensity exercise. Wow. According to my theories, the faster the decline in heart rate after exercise, the more adaptation your body will do. As long as you have enough minerals, drink your danger coffee. And as long as you have enough animal protein, put down the gluten-based plant protein and walk away. You do those kinds of things. But I still have a couple more questions for you. Because sure. on the, the weight training side of Smarter Not Harder, I talked about a set of technologies that let you put more load or different load on the muscles than they're used to. So you can grow muscle three to five times faster than you would just from flopping weights around the way a lot of people do. So I talked about the stuff we do at Upgrade Labs, which is an AI-driven loading of the muscles. So they just get loaded very quickly. I could see this working. But I also talked about blood flow restriction. I talked about electrical stimulation and a few other things like that. So do you have any any observations about using Vasconox with things, you know, that, that change blood flow, like these bands? I, I did a podcast a while ago about blood flow restriction. No, that's a great question. I have not seen any studies that we've done yet on that, but that's certainly something to look into. I love that idea. Okay. I'm getting a question from the Upgrade Collective here. If you have a low blood pressure, mm. should you take Vasconox? So I would definitely check your blood pressure before and after and monitor it. Certainly it's not a replacement. You know, I have to say that caveat that ChatGPT said for you. It's not a replacement for blood pressure medicine. It is not a treatment. No, no, low blood pressure, blood pressure not right, high right. blood pressure. Yeah, no, but I just wanted to make sure that's clear. So okay. yeah, certainly if, it's, if you have low blood pressure and it's asymptomatic because you're an athlete and you're healthy, it should be fine. I would take it and test it out and see. If you have low blood pressure and you're symptomatic, like you have POTS or something like that, then I would be cautious with taking it for sure. So I'm, I'm going to throw some experience in there. And I, I talked about POTS when Dick Foles was on the show, the Super Bowl champion, who's a friend. And his wife had a, a meaningful case of POTS. And I've had POTS for actually my entire life, as far as, as I can tell. So this POTS is postural orthostatic hypotension. What it basically means is that you have low blood pressure. And it means that when you stand up, suddenly you see stars. And I just thought everyone did that when I was a kid. And that's why I passed on that airplane. So would you want to suppress your nitric oxide to unnaturally increase your blood pressure to get it up to normal levels so your brain has enough blood in it? No, because then you'll die sooner. So my take on that is 
if you have low blood pressure, in other words, you get dizzy when you stand up, especially if you're really tired, what you would do is you would drink lots of water with electrolytes that contain sodium. When I raise my sodium levels up to eight grams a day, which is not a problem as long as you have enough potassium, it helped a lot. And if you need it, you take cortisol, bioidentical cortisol, same way you take thyroid hormone, you can take cortisol as a hormone only if your labs say you need it or only if you're really tired because you flew to China and didn't get enough sleep. So you can use it as needed. So if you have low blood pressure, I think there's a clear argument for keeping your arteries in your body healthy by supporting nitric oxide production because you need it and doing whatever else it takes to raise your blood pressure now. So I take Vasconox, I take nitric oxide short acting supplements also, especially on dates. I wonder why. And I also manage my blood pressure because I understand sodium and cortisol, oh, and licorice root for people who are, are interested, are ways to keep your blood pressure up if you need to do it. Now, if people are taking blood pressure meds to lower their blood pressure and they start taking Vasconox, which could lower the blood pressure some more, then you should have a, a meter and you should see because you might need to talk to your doctor about adjusting your dosage of blood pressure lowering medication down. Exactly. Well, that sounds good to you. That that sounds good. Yeah. And again, remember that this isn't nitroglycerin. So you're not exogenously taking a bunch of direct vasodilating nitroglycerin that is going to bypass the body's production. Here with Bastinox, you're supporting the body's production of nitric oxide. So it's low risk because if you have low blood pressure and you don't need more nitric oxide, then your body isn't going to produce a lot more nitric oxide. But if the body can benefit from more nitric oxide, which the vast majority of us can, then the Vastinox will help the body produce more. If your gut is screwed up and you take Vasconox, is there a chance of your body making more peroxynitrite and giving you headaches and things like that? Oh, good question. No, that hasn't been shown. It's actually okay. shown very, very minimal side effects, but it should not cause problems like that. No. About... 10 years ago, when I was really dealing with a lot of uh, neurological inflammation, um, still dealing with some toxic mold stuff, I did experiment. I don't even remember what it was back in the day. I did experiment with some ways to raise nitric oxide. And everything I could do would just give me the worst headache ever. And I concluded it was because it went to peroxynitride. But those were, mm. those were really uh, older technologies. I, I don't remember what it was. But I have had none of that from Vasconox or any of the other ways that you would normally try to raise this. So yeah, again, because I think it's like it, it's more signaling. I mean, even with blood pressure, I, I wanted to add there was a study looking at Vasconox with patients with high blood pressure and those with normal blood pressure, and it did not lower the blood pressure to a hypotensive level in those with normal blood pressure. That's helpful. So it's the same idea as the proxynitrate thing. It's not going to take over the body's own regulatory mechanisms. So you'll still manage it. All right. How does Vasconox create that 24-hour benefit versus the things that we know about that will last for four or six hours or something? What gives yeah. it the long range? That's the hydrogen sulfide because it supports okay. hydrogen sulfide. Yep. So that's literally the magic of the hydrogen sulfide because that was the discovery that's really 
important in this product. It helps increase hydrogen sulfide, again, naturally, again, not just by bombarding the body with hydrogen sulfide, but by having supplements that increase hydrogen sulfide production. And then that's what increases the release of nitric oxide from the nitrosyl thiols and increases the duration of action of the nitric oxide. Um, beautiful. And is this a morning supplement or a nighttime supplement? Generally morning, take two in the morning once a day and you're good to go. Good deal. I appreciate you coming on and talking about this. And for listeners, guys, we got a little bit technical in all this, but you need to be technical enough. Like, does this apply to you? Is this where you want to put your number of capsules you're willing to swallow and <laughs> number of dollars you're willing to spend and decide whether it's worth it? The longer I've been at Biohacker, the more I go foundational. That's why I'm such a fan of boring things like minerals. That's why they're in the coffee. Boring things like vitamin D and vitamin A and, and things like that. They're not the sexy supplements, but they're foundational to everything. The other thing that's foundational is nitric oxide. Because nothing gets there without transport. And because cardiovascular risk is one of the highest risks when you look at what's likely to keep you from living to 180. So you're thinking, okay, this is something that's going to have broad effects across the body, not just exercise, but across everything. And we know that it helps with telomeres, at least nitric oxide helps with telomeres, helps with mitochondrial function. It helps with stem cell release even. So this is one of those things, okay, you get many different benefits from the same thing. So this is one that's, that's definitely worth considering, which is why well, frankly, it's why you're on the show. Miles, speaking of saving money on supplements, you guys were kind enough to offer 20% off a three-month supply of Arteriosil and Vasconox. Just go to Calroy, C-A-L-R-O-Y.com slash Dave. And uh, that's a meaningful savings. And take it and see if you notice the difference in your brain or maybe in the bedroom because those are the areas you're probably going to feel at first. And if you are a masochist like Miles and you're going to go run an Ironman <laughs> again, you'll probably see a difference there too. Absolutely. Got to do it. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to the show today. I appreciate your support. And as you've learned, anytime I bring an expert on to talk about a product like this, you always get a discount. And I screen these very, very heavily. So you learn something new and something that isn't just a me too kind of a product. This is new stuff. I have never seen someone use hydrogen sulfide like this. So worth your time, worth your attention, and probably worth swallowing another couple capsules in the morning because I'd love to race with you to see if you can live to 180. You're listening to The Human Upgrade with Dave Asprey. The Human Upgrade, formerly Bulletproof Radio, was created and is hosted by Dave Asprey. The information contained in this podcast is provided for informational purposes only and is not intended for the purposes of diagnosing, treating, curing, or preventing any disease. Before using any products referenced on the podcast, consult with your healthcare provider, carefully read all labels, and heed all directions and cautions that accompany the products. Information found or received through the podcast should not be used in place of a consultation or advice from a healthcare provider. If you suspect you have a medical problem or should you have any healthcare questions, please promptly call or see your healthcare provider. This podcast, including Dave Asprey and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products or services.
Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. This podcast is owned by Bulletproof Media. The Human Upgrade, formerly Bulletproof Radio, was created and is hosted by Dave Asprey. The information contained in this podcast is provided for informational purposes only and is not intended for the purposes of diagnosing, treating, curing, or preventing any disease. Before using any products referenced on the podcast, consult with your healthcare provider, carefully read all labels, and heed all directions and cautions that accompany the products. Information found or received through the podcast should not be used in place of a consultation or advice from a healthcare provider. If you suspect you have a medical problem or should you have any healthcare questions, please promptly call or see your healthcare provider. This podcast, including Dave Asprey and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. This podcast is owned by Bulletproof Media.